appreciate Brother Shane. I, I told him, I, I mean this, I'm just honored to be here. And I like being around Brother Shane. He's a blessing to my heart. Amen. He's, uh, he's wired different. Amen. I don't know what he's wired to. But amen. I, I like him being in church with him. He'd probably drive me crazy if we spent too much time together. But I love him. Amen. He is my friend. Love him and his family. And I love this church. All right. Let me read some verses. And uh, we've uh, been getting over some sickness. I may start out in a little different gear. I hope that'll be okay tonight. I do have a, uh, I've got a burden on my heart about what I'm going to preach to you. And the Lord gave this to me a few weeks back. We've been preaching through the Psalms in our church the last four years. We've made it. We're actually trying to finish up Psalm 80. And uh, God showed me this thought and it's been a help to our folk. And I, I really want to help you tonight. And uh, I need the Lord to touch us this evening. So let's try to ease into this. Psalm 80, and let's read. I'm not going to read all this psalm. I want to deal with a very specific portion of it. Begin reading in verse number 7. The Bible said, Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine. I like this, and we shall be saved. Amen. We need God to come and save us. Amen. The Bible said, listen to verse 8 and following, Thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt. Thou hast cast out the heathen and planted it. Thou preparest room before it. And didst cause it to take deep root. It filled the land and the hills. Asaph said, the hills were covered with the shadow of it. And the bows thereof were like the goodly cedars. She sent out her bows in the sea and her branches under the rivers. Why hast thou then broken down her hedges, so that all they which pass by the way do pluck her? Verse 13 to be our thought verse. Asaph, gazing upon this scene, said, The boar out of the wood doth waste it. The wild beast of the field doth devour it. Return, we beseech thee, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and behold and visit this vine. I'm interested in verse number 13. You bear with me now. I'll try to get in preaching gear, but I want to preach where Asaph said, The boar out of the wood doth waste it. And preach on this thought for a minute. There's a boar in the vineyard. There's a boar in the vineyard. You can be seated, Heavenly Father. Lord, if ever, Lord, I've needed a touch from you, I need it tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd fill us, Lord, in every way. Lord, the burden that's on our heart tonight, would you please help me communicate that? And Lord, deliver that and preach that to your people. Lord, we confess that in 2020, Lord, we... Lord, we as a people of God, we as a nation, Lord, have strayed so far from God. Lord, we need help from you. We need you to turn us and, Lord, to turn again to you. And, Lord, we need your help. Would you help us here tonight? Lord, we'll thank you and bless you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Psalm 80 contains, you'll find in the heading, if you got a good study Bible, that this is a psalm of Asaph. Asaph, in my study of him, you'll find that he's one of the great worship leaders in the house of God in the days of David, and his ministry and service even bled over in the days of Solomon. Asaph was more than a singer and is more than a worship leader. He, uh, he was a preacher and a prophet by many ways, but the Bible references him as a seer, and that just simply means he, he received revelations from God, prophetic uh, visions, and he would pin them down and write them in the Psalms. And, and there's a lot of good men would disagree with me about, amen, uh, what I think Psalm 80 is, and that's just simply a vision of Asaph concerning a time in the land of Israel and among the people of God, as here he sees the spiritual drifting and decline of the people of God that is to come. And in doing so, in Psalm 80, he sees the coming invasion of a foreign foe that will set themselves against the, the children of God. 
They're in this spiritual decline. They've been plunged into sin and they've uh, drifted away from God and now the foe has set themselves against the people of God. This psalm has a very uh, very uh, sorrowful and sad tone to it. As you read it in its entirety, the people are broken. Asaph is broken. Uh, Asaph is uh, troubled at the scene that is envisioning uh, the people of God reach. His psalm, as we've read tonight in these verses, describes the people of God as a vineyard. As a vineyard, the vineyard, a very specific vineyard, the vineyard of the Lord. And, uh, and you'll find this is not uncommon in the Word of God that uh, it takes that subject and paints that picture of the people of God uh, as uh, a vineyard. In fact, we look at Isaiah 5 here in a moment, uh, but a very detailed description in Psalm 80 uh, that God has grown a vineyard. It has flourished. It has thrived. It has succeeded. It has the hand and the touch and the blessing of God upon it. And yet when you come to Psalm 80, if you look in the heading of this psalm, I don't want to miss the forest for the trees, but, but uh, I noted this in my study, that uh, you'll find that there is a title here uh, in this psalm, and it is the Hebrew title, Shoshanam Edith. And uh, that Hebrew title, it deals with, uh, it deals with, there is a descriptive Hebrew title for the blowing of the trumpet to the assembly. And so there's a trumpet that is sounding in this song. There's a trumpet that is blowing. Asaph is sounding the alarm. He, he is going through this vision. He's going through this scene and seeing what is taking place among the people of God. And he's blowing the trumpet and sounding a great alarm. And so you say, well, what is Asaph? blowing a trumpet about what would there be a need uh, to blow the trumpet on well it brings us to our thought as he gazes upon this vineyard as he recalls the hand of God's blessing upon it he sees, notices uh, that as the enemy has made their way up uh, that he describes his foe as a boar and has come up out of the wood and is now laying waste to God's vineyard. Are you listening tonight? There's a boar in the vineyard. He's sounding the trumpet. There's a boar in the vineyard. Somebody, my friend, uh, we'll see this maybe in a moment. Lord, help me slow down a minute. Amen. Listen. Amen. He understands. Amen. That somebody's not been paying attention. And somebody, amen, has been asleep in the tire. And somebody has let the heads fall down. And somebody, amen, has dropped the ball. And, and Asaph now picks up the trumpet and begins to sound the alarm. There's a boar in the vineyard. Amen. I'm afraid tonight. Amen. There's a boar in the vineyard. Amen. When I, when I began to think about this, amen, when I began to think about this thought, amen, about there's a boar in the vineyard. Uh, a boar, I don't think we in the South would have any trouble uh, understanding this language that Asaph is using and the description and the picture that he's painting. Uh, a boar, a boar here as he uses it is a direct reference to that of a hog or or the scriptural reference would be that of a swine. And uh, it deals with, amen, an old wild, an old wild pig uh, that has made its way into this vineyard. I, I, and I don't want to lose you here, and if you don't like word studies, you won't like my preaching much, but, but I began to look at that word bore, and Strong's gave the, the said that, and it gives the implication that uh, that of a hog that has been enclosed and has been pinned up. Uh, now, when I, when I saw that, and I look in verse number 13, I, I see that this, this boar, it's not pinned up and it's no longer enclosed. And somebody has let the latch out. Uh, amen. Somebody's opened the gate, Brother Tony. Amen. Somebody's let the old hog out. 
And now the hog has gone into God's vineyard and began to lay waste in that that God loves very dearly. Amen. And so in this, I, I believe tonight we find uh, we find in this board that is being loosed and making waste of the vineyard uh, that we find a, a picture tonight of the unclean nature of the flesh of man. Amen. Now we're going to be a long way from y'all shouting on King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. But you just hang with me. I, I want to help us now. Amen. I want to help us now. I want to deal with this. Amen. This thought and blow the alarm and sound the trumpet. Amen. There's a boar in the vineyard. When we study the when we study the swine and this boar nature in the Word of God. Amen. The Lord identified it as an unclean animal. In fact, to the Jews, and we're not Jews here tonight. Maybe there's one among us. Amen. I thank, I thank God we're Gentile and we get to eat all the hog we want. Amen. We get to eat, amen, uh, amen, pork tenderloin, pork chops, sausage, and bacon. Amen. And fat bacon, amen, hog feet, and all. Amen. Let's go have supper. Amen. Amen. And that's about the only thing a hog's good for for an old Gentile. Amen. But the Lord to the Jew, he said, you not eat of it. Amen. And he identified it as an unclean animal. He did that in Leviticus 11 and verse 7. He reiterated that in Deuteronomy 14 and in verse number 8. When we come to the New Testament, Peter in 2 Peter chapter number 2, he begins to deal with the crowd that has crept into the church. Uh, their religious crowd, they, they carry a Bible and, and they sing their songs and, and uh, they're among us. But, amen, Peter said they've got a problem. Amen, they, they've got a rebellious spirit. Amen, he said they've got, they've got hands full of adultery. And he made this statement. He said they cannot cease from sin. And he deals with the fact that they have a spirit that is very unclean and contrary, amen, to the nature, the true nature that ought to be in a child of God. And he'd go through all of that in 2 Peter chapter number 2. And he would come down to verse number 22. And he said, you know, about these people, what we're witnessing is that old proverb has come to pass. And the dogs return to its vomit. And the sow, after that it has been washed, has returned again to the mire. And what Peter is dealing with is their fleshly nature. Of that my friend, though they seem to be religious, amen, and really I believe Peter's arguing they've never even been born again, and he's identifying them through their, amen, their fleshly nature and religion, the best religion can do, amen, is wash up the outside, amen, but when the preacher turns his back, and when the deacons ain't around, and when mom and daddy ain't looking over their shoulder, yeah, amen, and when they ain't in the cave, yeah, amen, when rules and regulations, yeah, uh, they run right out to the old mire, yeah, amen, and they live in a, in a carnal state, yeah, amen, in the filth of their flesh. Amen, Jesus dealt with this, amen, in Matthew 7 and in verse number 6. Amen. He said, don't take the holy things of God and uh, cast them to. Amen. Give it unto the dogs. And then he made this statement. He said, neither cast ye your pearls before the swine. Amen. He said, those swine, they, they interested. Amen. In the pearls and the holy things of God. He said, all they'll do is trample on them. Yeah. And when they're done trampling them, yeah. amen, he said, what they'll do, they'll, they'll turn again and they will rid you. What, what's he dealing with? He, he's identifying, Brother Shane, that the fleshly nature of man is absolutely set in opposition, amen, to the holy things of God. Yeah, man, he ain't interested in receiving the things of God. 
That's why Jesus, when speaking to Nicodemus, said, Amen. He said, That which is born in the flesh is flesh, and that's only it ever be. It's the enemy of God. It's the enemy of old time worship. It's the enemy of the King James Bible. It's the enemy of old time standards. It, it's the enemy of everything that God is for. Flesh ain't ever, the flesh ain't ever received the things of God. Amen. Old Brother Billy Mitchell said, Amen, that God gave up on the flesh way back yonder in the Garden of Eden. Amen. That's why, Amen. After he said that which is born in the flesh is flesh, Amen. He said that which is born in the spirit is spirit. And you must be born again, Amen, because there's an old bar on the inside of every one of us, Amen, that is, that is damned, yeah, and is dirty, yeah, Amen, that is, that is a devouring nature, yeah, and despises the things of God. Yeah, man, there's a bar in the vineyard. I know we come in tonight in the camp meeting it. And buddy, we got a King James Bible and we, amen, we walk in, amen, walking the dog and, and trotting the pony and we think we're the cream of the crop. Amen, I thank God you're here and I'm glad I'm here and I'm enjoying it. Amen, but don't you ever forget it. Amen, even though you're saved tonight, it. amen, there's an old nature inside of us. Amen, that's no better than an old hole. Amen, this old doctrine running around. Amen, teaching and preaching the eradication of the flesh. Amen, that's a doctrine out of hell, friend. Amen, we don't listen. Amen, we're striving to be more than we are. Amen, and there is a fleshly man inside of you and that. Amen, that's as weak and is as wicked as he's ever been. Yeah, man, why, why, why is there so much trouble in homes today? Because there's a bar in the vineyard. Why are so many churches compromising, going to strobe lights and fog machines and, and worship teams and praise bands and, amen, the foreign way of worship to what that Bible teaches you in that. I would submit to you tonight, amen, it's cause there's a bar in the vineyard. Contemporary, amen, a contemporary way of worship and a contemporary way of singing it and a, and a watered down message is something that the flesh desires, amen. What are you saying, Brother Lynn Petter? I'm saying somebody better blow the trumpet as a bore in the vineyard. If I had a voice to preach, I'd cut loose right there. Yeah, man, it's sad in their day. I'm about ashamed to, not, not all, thank God, but, hey, man, I'm about ashamed of a lot of the preachers of my generation. You say, well, hey, man, because they're starting to go that fleshly way. Yeah, man, they want a they fleshly way of worship, hey, a fleshly way of serving God. Uh, amen. Something that, amen, they, they say one thing. They like the Second Peter 2 crowd. And they say one thing, but, 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 but when you examine them, amen, there's a bore in their vineyard. Amen. There's a bore, there's a bore in their music they're singing. There's a bore in the standards they live by. Amen. There, there's a bore in their, amen, in their separation. That, amen. What they identify with. That, what they let into their life and into their homes. There, amen. I'm afraid tonight. Amen. There's a bore that's making waste in the vineyard of God. Amen. In this text tonight. Amen. Let, let me give it to you quick. I don't even know what time I started, but. Amen, I ain't got a voice to last long and you may not want to, amen, here in a minute you may want me to just sit down. You just tap out and we'll sit down. But, amen, let, let, me, let me deal with this for just a moment and it kind of lead in the seriousness of what I want to deal with. I see in verses 8 through verse number 11, I see the beautification of the vineyard. When Asaph is seeing this vision unfold, he is reminded of how good God has been to this vineyard. 
he looks around and he examines how this vineyard has been grown. He, he sees where this vineyard has come from. He, he sees that God with very meticulous care and a divine touch how God has taken this vineyard and sprung it seemingly out of a source that, that is mind-blowing that it could have come from that and that God has turned it into what it is. The beautification, the vineyard, the, the tender care, the divine handling of the husbandman is evident in these verses. Asaph deals with the fact that the vine, in this matter, the beautification of the vineyard, that the vine was removed. He said in verse number 8, Amen, thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt, out of a land that was known for leeks and garlics and onions out of a place that you'd have never, you'd have never thought, amen, that, that you'd have found anything, amen, worth uh, choosing, had anything worth handling, had anything worth spending your time on. And God looked down there in Egypt and Asaph is said, I remember when we was nothing more than an old bramble bush, an old bramble head, a man headed for the fair. And God reached down there, down in Egypt, and he plucked a sound and took us to his own. He says we were removed. I'm thankful for the day. Amen. The Lord reached down in this so ungodly world. Amen. And found an old little piece of bramble head. Amen. It ought to have been thrown in the fire. Brother Blaney ought to have been in damnation. And he reached down it and he plucked me unto himself. Amen. He said the vine was removed. Amen, I'm glad when God saved me. Amen, I'm glad he brought me out. Amen, he brought me out. He plucked me out. Amen, and listen, I know we're in the world, but if you're saved, you're no longer of the world. Because when God saves sinners, amen, he removes them out of the world. In it, but not of it. Yeah, man, they said, I'm getting sidetracked so many ways in my mind. They said, oh, mixed multitude in their day. Amen. Always longing to go back. Always longing for longing. Amen. For the dead in the world again. Amen. I'm glad when he saved me. Amen. Them things I used to love, I now hate. Them things I used to hate, I now love. Amen. Because, amen, the Lord, amen. Amen. Remove me. He removed the vine. The vine was removed. Then let me say the vine was rooted. He didn't just remove it out of Egypt. He planted it in a land all his own. Amen. I really wish I had a voice to rear back preach. I'm glad tonight. Amen, I'm glad when God saved me, he didn't just, amen, remove me, but thank God, amen, he planted me, and I love what Asaph said, amen, he not only planted me, he dug down real deep, amen, Isaiah's gonna say in chapter five, amen, he got all the stones out of the way, amen, and began, amen, to root, he said, he said, you planted us, and you gave us deep root. You remember after he saved you, when he found you, amen, when he brought you out of your own life of sin, saved you from your sin. I said, saved you from your sin. I said, you made a change in your life. Amen, and took you as a choice find to himself. Amen, thank God. Amen, he began to root you in some things. Amen, all of a sudden, that old time worship. Amen, when you was in Egypt, it didn't mean nothing to you. God began to teach you some things. He began to adorn your life and root you deep in the doctrines of Christ. Began to grow you. 
began to root your life in some solid foundation. Amen. Amen. I, glory to God. I'm glad. Amen. He removed me. I'm glad all these years he's been letting me find some deep root. You know why you're here tonight? You know why, Brother Wintermore, you've made it this far? Cause the hand of the husband made. Amen. It's been causing you, amen, to have some deep root in your life. When others, when others, that's what Jesus told in the parable of the sower. He said, They shall make seed falls on stony ground. And when the heat of the day comes, amen, they wither up and they drag and they die. Why? Because they didn't have any root. They didn't have any root. But those that God saves, amen, he removes them. And praise God, he roots them. Then let me say this, Asaph said the vine was removed and rooted, but he, I think he says the vine was raised. God didn't just pluck it out and stick it in the ground and walk away. He cared for it. He watered it. What, a, what Asaph is describing there is a super natural vineyard. You can't grow what he's describing. He said the bows of the vine was big around as goodly cedars. You ain't ever seen no, you ain't ever seen no vine, amen, that big around. God's got his hand on it. God's growing that vine. God's put his touch on it. Such bows go out. That vine's growing everywhere. It's growing into a strong vine. It's growing into a fruitful vine. I mean, it's reached to the coast. It's reached into the wilderness. It's going everywhere. There's, there's clusters of grapes all over this vine. Asaph, what Asaph is describing is a beautiful vineyard. If you will, look, look at this. I, I got to hurry. In, in Isaiah chapter number five, look, look there, look in Isaiah five. You got to see this. Hey, Amen. I mean, don't get too excited. If you're going to shout, you better shout right here because you're running out of shouting ground. The beautification of the vineyard in Isaiah chapter number five. Isaiah said, Now when I sing to my well beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. He said, I want to sing aloud about how good God's been to his vineyard. I want to just sing of a song, a man touching a vineyard that he's grown, and vine he plucked, and vine he planted, and vine he's been protected, and vine he's been providing for. I just want to sing him a song. Listen to what he says. My well beloved hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. And he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with. Now, hey man, I can't get sidetracked here. But he said he planted it with the choicest vine. They wasn't nothing more than an old bramble vine. Good for the fire. Didn't, they wasn't no Pharaoh in Egypt saw anything in it. They wasn't any taskmaster saw anything in it. 
and they wasn't man free of no heathen they said had seen anything in them uh, when God walked by he said oh they don't see anything uh, that's a choice find to me that vine means something to me you see glory to God he seen what he's going to make out of it he didn't see what everybody else saw he saw what he was going to do with it can I remind you when God saved you, when God came by your way, you wasn't nothing, friend. You wasn't nothing but an old sinner that ought to have been in hell with your back broke. But God saw you and God said, that's a choice made. That's a bad that I can do something with. Wow, Glory. I can't wrap my I can't wrap my mind around that. I know what I was when he came by. He said, "That's a choice find to me." Woo! Hallelujah! He said, "And build a tower in the midst of it." Are y'all seeing the beautification of the vineyard? This ain't, this ain't your grandma's little rose garden. This a, is a divine vineyard. It's a vine that's got the touch of God on it. And he said, you know, Isaiah said, I just want to sing about it. I want to sing about it. He put a tear. You know what that tear was for? And he, then he put that tear there. And in the tear was a watchman. And that watchman was looking over the vineyard and was there, amen, to keep the enemy at bay. He didn't want no foe coming in it. And you know what God did for the vineyard? He put a watchman in the midst of it. You know what God did when he saved you? Oh, he took you out of the world, put you in the house of God. Amen. This place is a tire with the watchman. Amen. Declaring the word of God. Amen. To keep the enemy out of your life. He talks about, he talks about not only is that fence there and a tower there, he said you put a wine press in there. You know what that's for? That's for making wine. You know what wine is in the Bible? Amen. It deals with fullness of joy. In other words, every now and then in that vineyard, amen, God comes by, amen, and begins to squeeze on you and press on you, amen, and put some joy in your life, amen, glory to God, amen, I'll tell you what he said, he's saying God has done something great here, God's gift, you remember when you got saved, how much joy you had in your heart, oh, you better shout, you running out of time, I'm talking about, I'm talking about God, God, when he saved you, I mean, you didn't think you could handle it. You'd sing in the choir and you'd get so full of God and the Holy Ghost, full of joy. Amen. You felt, you felt like you was going to blow up. You thought they'd be little bits and pieces of you all over the building. Amen. He said he looked that it should be, bring forth grapes and it brought forth wild grapes. In other words, it it brought about some fruit. Amen. So the Lord says, And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. Watch what he said. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it. You, you know what the Lord's saying there? I couldn't have been any better to you than I was. I gave you everything you needed. And you took off and you flourished and you grew. What more could God do for you than what he's already done? 
do, do, you see the, do you see the picture here? This vineyard, I mean this vineyard, amen, the birds fly through this vineyard and sing, amen, praises to the king. I mean the butterflies are, amen, seemingly on every bloom. There's milk and honey running through the midst of the vineyard. And there's oil and there's wine and there's corn aplenty. And I mean everything about this thing is beautiful. Can I remind you tonight, God's been good to you. God's been good to your church. God's been good to your family. God has, amen, with very tender, amen, care and divine love has made you what you are today. The beautification of the vineyard. Notice with me quickly, number two, the devastation in the vineyard. After all that God has done, after all the husbandman has produced in this vineyard, they began to drift away. They began to think they've grown themselves into what they are. They began to think we can do it on our own power. We don't need that old time worship. We don't need that old 1611. We don't need we don't need the we don't need the church anymore. You know you know we can all worship God at the house in Lazy Boy, uh, the same as you can down at the church. Amen. And this so it's so stupid philosophy running around today. I have church in my heart. Well, well, who's the pastor of that church? Amen. How many offerings you took up in your heart? Come on now. Come on now. Amen. What foolishness. After all God's done, how people are turning from Him, even in this very hour we're living in. Amen. Churches that God has blessed and caused to be fruitful bows and caused to grow. Amen. In supernatural ways. Amen. To have the spiritual touch of God upon them in the earth. They began to think they can do it in the power of their flesh. There's a bar in the vineyard. The bore in the vineyard, the devastation in the vineyard, the devastation in the vineyard. Amen. When the bore comes into the vineyard, amen, may I say, he comes as an enemy resisting all the work of the husband made. He has one, he has one goal in his nature, and that is to root up and to dig out and to plow up everything God has planted. The bar doesn't come to be your friend. In, in my study of this, I found a few weeks ago, I don't know how I come across it other it had to be the Holy Ghost. I typed in to Google. Hey man, I wanted to learn about boars. I come up and began to scroll through there and I I seen on there there was a, I don't I don't know what this is a blog spot or a blog post or a blog or whatever, but I, I noticed in the line it it said friends of the boar. I thought friends of the boar. So I clicked on it, and it's this outfit over here and across the Atlantic Ocean in the UK. They said, they said, and I'm quoting them now, they said the, the wild boar, it is our purpose to reintroduce the wild boar into the UK. They said the boar is just a misunderstood creature. And he's really not as vicious and damaging as people have made him out to be. And that the boar is just simply misunderstood and misrepresented. And we are friends of the boar. And I read that and I scratched my head and I thought, you know them's got to be a bunch of hippie liberal Amen, dope smoking, sandal wearing. Amen, kumbaya. Amen, bunch of outfit. 
Amen. They, they ain't country boys talking like that. Amen. They, they ain't chewing red man talking like that. Some, amen. You know they some kind of hippie free love. Amen. Weirdos. But if you're talking like that, you got to be a tree hugger. And I, I thought to myself, because I know the devastation wild boars are, are causing all across the south here in America right now tonight. And here's this crowd, amen, over there in the UK said, it ain't all that bad. We can get along with the boar. They, they, said, they said there's one of their little, one of their little, national parks over there that they really want to bring them into. They said, they said, now we want to raise money and put a statue of a boar at the entrance of that park. But they said, we don't want it to have husk, tusk. We don't, we don't want it having hair. We don't want it, amen, all reared up like a vicious animal. And we want it to be a calm and a tame looking statue that doesn't frighten people. That, 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 what, what they're talking about is a guinea pig. They're talking about a guinea pig. They're, they're friends of the guinea pig. They ain't friends of the boar because the boar ain't friends with nobody. And, and when I read that, I thought, how stupid. And then the Holy Ghost made the connection. Said, as dumb as that is, how many people tonight spiritually are trying to be friends with the boat? Trying to be friends with that old unclean nature that's out to destroy their life and to devour their home and to waste their worship. Amen. Trying to be friends with the old boat. Amen. They, I know a lot of preachers tonight trying to be friends with the boat. Won't deal with sin, won't preach on sin, won't preach against the flesh, won't preach against Hollywood, won't preach against Shackhead, won't preach against the contemporary music industry, won't preach against using the NFV, won't make a stand, amen, against them bunch of short wearing, flip flop wearing Baptist preachers. Come on now. I'm telling you, amen, we're, we're plagued with people trying to be friends with the boy. All the while, all the while, the boar's in the vineyard. We wonder where the touch of God is. We wonder where families are falling apart. Oh, God, help us. We wonder tonight, amen, why we can't enjoy God like we used to. I'm trying to tell you tonight, there's a bar in the vineyard. There's a bar in the vineyard. And there's devastation when the bar gets in the vineyard. Don't mess with my little piggy. I tell you tonight, there ain't nothing ever good come out of the flesh. Flesh in your home will devour your home, create contention in your home, strife in your home. Amen, it'll create, amen, I mean it'll create animosity and bitterness between husband and wife. Amen, it'll devour a church's spirit of worship when flesh is allowed to prevail. Amen, when they, when they, when they, amen, let them come in and jump up in the choir. Amen, with their little mini skirts on. Amen, their little buttons undone. Amen, down halfway down the chest with their little old hair hanging out. Are you listening Hey. Amen, we're appealing, amen, to the fleshly nature of people. It's killing us. It's killing us. It's absolutely destroying our churches tonight. Oh, 
oh, we're, we're in the cave tonight having a good time. Roo, roo, rah, rah. And I'm telling you, you know I'm telling it right. On the winter morning, you know I'm telling it right. Hey, man, there's churches all over this land. At one time, had a man of God and a watchman in the tower keeping the bar in bay. A man, friend, now the watchman is laid down and the wall's been broken and the bars come in and he's having his way. It's about time we rise up again. Somebody needs to kill the boar. You say, is it, is it devastation? Well, in America in 2018, they estimate that the boar has created $2.5 billion worth of damage in this country. Say, what are you saying? I'm saying there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. Hey Amen. Them, them, them bunch of idiots years ago had said we're going to turn some hogs loose and we're going we're gonna to reintroduce them in the wild. Hey Amen. They didn't know there'd be a price for that. Hey Amen. That somebody'd have to pay. They didn't know it would be so astronomical. And now there's so much devastation. Hey Amen. From Texas all the way to Tennessee. Hey Amen. We're there. Hey Amen. They're, they're killing them by the dozens and the hundreds every night, but they can't get rid of them. They, they hunt them at night from helicopters. They hunt them in the day. They're trying to, they're trying to, to amen, wipe out what they turn loose. You say, preacher, what do you say? I'm saying whether it's a home, whether it's a church, amen, whether it's your own life, if you let the bore out, amen, there's going to be a price to pay. Amen, there'll be a cost associated with that. Amen, that somebody is going to have to foot the bill for. Pigs, I learned this about pigs. You can take, a, you can take an old farm hog. If you let him out, if you let him out, just take him out in the middle of the woods and let him out, they say anywhere within three weeks to two months, he'll be absolutely feral, which deals with a wild hog. You can have him pinned up. You can have him under control. You can feed him and you can have him there in his own little, amen, little, little, amen, eight by eight pen in the old barn, amen, and raise him and have every intention that you're going to kill him. But if you let him out, amen, it's in his nature. And when he gets out within three weeks, he'll be growing tusks. His hair will start coming out all over his body. He'll begin to root up and he'll take on that wild, aggressive nature that's on the inside of him. You see, we, we're a generation so deceived that thinks, I, I mess around with it a little bit now. I'll let it out for a little while and then I'll pull it back in. Now, okay, preacher? I'm finally getting a voice. I wish you just... Amen. Think, oh, I just, I let a little bit of, I let my flesh out just a little bit into what Hollywood thinks and says in videos. I let my, I let my flesh loose in a, in a little old chat room here. I'll pull it back in when I, when I realize it's about to get feral in my life. I'll pull it back in. I'll pin it up. Oh, once you let it out, friend, once you let it out, I promise you. That, that's where the term comes from when we talk about, amen, teenagers that grow up and run to the world. What do we say about them? We say they went hog wild. Where'd that come from? That's that old hog nature. That's on the inside of all of us. If you let it out, you'll go hog wild, friend. You know, you know hogs are some of the fastest reproducing Animals, there he is. You can take a pair of them, and for long, you got a whole herd. You have piglets everywhere. You see, you get letting the flesh out. You get letting the flesh out. It won't be long until you got you got little little piglets running around all over the place, trying to chase them down. And before you know it, you ain't just got one boy in the vineyard. You got a whole family and a whole herd of hogs in the vineyard. 
Amen. Bow your head, pray if you need to. You know I'm telling it right. You know I'm telling it right. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Don't you get mad at me, ma'am. Hey, don't you get mad at me. Hey, man, I'm trying to help you tonight. Hey, man, there's a bar in the vineyard. It's a bar in the vineyard. Wake up. There's a bar in the vineyard. Family's falling apart. You want to get mad at a preacher and to sound the trumpet and say, hey, hey, wake up. There's a bar rooting. It's a bar in the vineyard. This, this devastation happened because there's a wall that got broke down. So what Asaph said, he said the hedge got broke down. Tell you why we got so many bars in the vineyard today. Then people leaning in on the old hedge. They pressed on the boundaries to the point. Hey man, there's a breach in the wall. But Tony, I, I'm so ashamed of my generation of preachers. They're pushing on it. They're pushing on it. They push on it and they push on it. And they act like, amen, they act like, well, I can get out here and I, I, I can just ride the rail and I can just, amen, ride the fence. That you ride the fence long enough, it ain't going to be long till you get a breach in the wall. Pressing on the standards that have been preached, amen, to the church down through the years. If it was ever right, it's still right. If it's ever wrong, it's still wrong. And, and, and I don't care, I don't care how seemingly successful they are in, in, their, in their crusades and, and in their community tent meetings and, and how many folk walk the aisle and, and how many people stand and applaud and, and praise them. Amen. Are you listening to me? He's a bar in the vineyard. You go leaning in on the on the hedge. You may run for a little while. Uh, there'll come a day you'll break the wall down. Watched them. I ain't old, but I've been in church my whole life. In 40 years of being around independent, fundamental, amen, independent, temperamental, judgmental, crazy Baptists. Seen it happen again and again and again and again. You start propping up on it, trying to be a cool preacher, trying to be a relevant church, trying to be a family that just gets along with everybody and they lean in on the hedge. They start leaning, they start leaning, and the longer you lean, the heavier you lean, and it won't be long, you'll be falling through the wall, and when there's a breach in the wall, I'm telling you, there's a bore out there today, and he's walking around waiting, waiting for a door to be open to come in. It's a bore in the vineyard, the wasting that is brutish, even the old, even the old hog, I learned this, they, they carry all kinds of diseases. There's a man in Florida right now, I just talked with a pastor down there that knows this man. He hunts hogs with dogs and he's done it. He's killed hundreds if not thousands of them things. Cleans them and quarters them up and processes them and eats them. Somebody say amen. He's done that hundreds of times. This last year, he cleaned a hog and he wound up sick a day or two later. And this boy kept, kept getting sicker and sicker and didn't know what was going on. And they traced it back. They picked up an infection from handling that old hog. They wasn't even sure he's going to live. That pastor told me he's just now got the place where they think he's going to make it. But, but he's got to have all sorts of surgeries because of the infection he got from handling an old hog. Go ahead and let him out. Go ahead, flip the, flip the pin, take the pin out, open the door. Go ahead, start letting the boar walk around. 
lean on the old hedge and break her down. Let the boar hit. Amen. He'll not only make waste. Amen. But man, friend, he'll disease your legs. Amen. And bring infection. Amen. That'll kill you spiritually. It's a brutish, brutish animal. I see the weeping that is bitter in the text. Asaph said, when we got to this place, he said, uh, he said, all we had to eat was the bread of tears, the drink of tears. See, you, you, you think this young preacher don't know what he's talking about. You think, you think Brother Tony's crazy for some of the things he preaches against. You think Brother Shane, he's just an old fuddy-duddy who needs to catch up with the times, and if he'd let up, you come sit. You come sit in the pastor's office when people's had the boar root up their vineyard. Look across the desk with a mom and a daddy and children on the other side with tears running down their face. Same preacher, we don't know. We don't know what to do. We don't know how we even got here. I want to say you let the boar in the vineyard. You let the flesh dominate your home. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you today. Amen. There's a weeping that'll come if you let the boar hang out in your vineyard. Notice in this text, see the beautification of the vineyard, the devastation in the vineyard. Can I close on this? I don't want to leave, leave you gutted open. Brother, I see the visitation to the vineyard. Asaph, I mean, Asaph is on this side of all that. He's seeing it through revelation and through vision. He walks through the vineyard and he's going, what in the world? How did we get in this shape? Then he says, uh, God... Lord, would you visit this vine? It's gone from this beautiful vineyard. Now these grapes smashed everywhere. There's rooted and plowed up ground it, and, and vines have been thrashed. It, and I mean, all the birds have been run out. It, and it's just an old mud hole. They have said, Lord, visit this vine. Lord, look down from heaven and visit this vine. Lord, we got ourselves in this mess. Lord, we broke the wall down. Lord, we let the boar loose. God, we know it's our fault. We, ain't, we don't have a way to deal with this thing. Lord, would you come visit this man? <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. He going to say down there a few more verses. Talk about the son of man. Talk about, amen, the, the, the man of the Lord's right hand. <laughs> amen, I, I ain't got time to let Caster Bowl get right there. I got to quit. I'm already in Brother Tony's time, but, but you listen to me. That, that is a prophetic psalm. That verse, when he talks about the Son of Man, it's a messianic verse. He's saying, if we're going to get any help, if we're going to be rescued, if anybody knows how to deal with the poor, it's going to have to be Jesus coming and paying us a visit. Say, I'm gonna be the mighty boar hunter, you old fool. You better, you better pray to God for a visitation. You better pray, He looks down. You better pray, He has mercy today. I'm glad He has mercy today. Somebody needs to turn and look to Him and beg Him for a visitation. Say, preacher, and I'm. I, I got to quit. I'm telling you, I've dealt with more junk 
in the last 12 months. Junk. Junk. People that slap flesh into their home, into their life, and, and there's things I've had to deal with that I say, only thing I can tell you is the good Lord in heaven's going to have to help you. And I'm telling you, amen. I've been watching him do it. When this old preacher ain't got the answer, I mean, when it's, it's so far gone, I go, I ain't got no help for you. But if you'll get to him, he'll be able to help you. I've watched him mend homes. I've watched him save lives. I've watched him restore people. I've watched him reach down and continue to tend to the vine. Your life may be in a mess tonight. It may be in a bigger mess than anybody in here knows about. Glad there's some help. If you get on the altar tonight and good King Jesus come visit your vine. Woo, hallelujah. How many times you've had, had a boar in that vineyard? I'm just being honest with you tonight. I'm not talking about deep in moral things. Amen. But let them little old piglets in. And before you know it, you're on the verge of being, being messed up. I'm glad, thank God, I found. Amen. Jesus, amen, knows how to come and tend and mend that old vine that belongs to him. Glad tonight he knows how to visit the man. I tell you, I got a burden tonight. God put a burden on me. Amen. About preaching this message, I'm telling you, amen, you better wake up. There's a boar in the vineyard. True story. True story. I didn't realize this several years back when it happened. That I'd ever, we've laughed about it. My family and I's laughed about it many times. When we moved to Tennessee, God, I got a big family for this generation. So I was looking for a house that would be suitable for a family my size. And Lord miraculously, through one of the men in our church, called us on a Sunday night. He said, Preacher, I found the house y'all gonna live in. And he sent me some info on it, and I I just felt like God's going to give us that, and he did. And uh, we rented this house, and when we got there, we found out we wasn't just renting the house, but it was on a 158-acre farm. Somebody say amen right there. It was out one summer day, and uh, I was cutting grass, weed eating down on the other end of the house. The family's up, someone's playing, the wife was... There doing some work on the upper end of the yard, and and I come around the corner. When I did, but Tony, there was a there was a hog that come out from around the barn, from up out the woods, and come up in the yard. And uh, everybody kind of stopped what they was doing and looked at it. Crazy man. And uh, this old man pulled up. Lived down the road, and he uh, he stopped me. Got talking to my wife, and he said, uh, "That looks like a wild hog." Now, I ain't ever seen no wild hog just come up in the yard, all friendly acting. That that must be somebody's farm hog that got loose. Now you got to know my wife. My wife, she's got a big old heart, man. I mean, stray puppies and run over squirrels that have a heartbeat, she'll bring them home, try to save them. I back up and run over them again. Somebody say man. One man in our church, my boy was with him yesterday out on his farm. He said, Daddy is the biggest rat I ever seen. He said, Brother Jason reached down and grabbed him by the tail. And his little old boy said, Daddy, can we keep it as a pet? And Brother Jason throwed it down and stomped it right in front of him. He said, no, you can't. I'm going to make him a deacon Sunday. Somebody say man. My wife's got a big old heart. And my wife said, okay, he looks hungry. 
she's in the house grabbing our food that I paid money for. And she's throwing food to this hog and he's eating and he ain't bothering nobody really. And I come up and I seen all this and I'm going, that looks like a wild hog. I ain't ever seen a wild hog act like it was going to be friendly. Without looking, she's feeding him. She's always still hungry. She just keeps feeding him. Then my wife, you just got to know her. You just got to know her now. She's got a big heart. Here's this hog. We don't know. Only thing we know is it come up out of the woods. She thinks it's hungry. It's feeding it. And she says, he looks hot. Let's put some water on him and cool him down. But Tony, she quit feeding that thing. She hit it with water. When she did, that thing went absolutely stark raving crazy. Went after her legs, trying to bite her legs. She had old hoe handle and she's backing up. And I was able to get up there and got it, got it run off a little ways. Say, so what are you saying? I'm saying you let that old flesh, you just keep feeding that flesh. You think, boy, it just, it, 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 it's hungry. It's hungry. I'm just going to give it a little bit. Then you go bring it down the house of God and let the man of God, amen, hit it with a little bit of water. You're going to find out, you're going to find out how stark, raving, crazy that old fleshly nature can really be. That, that thing went so crazy. It was running around our yard. It chased the kids a little here and a little there and veer off. And we had the basement doors open. That, that stupid hog got all the way up in my house. Finally got it run out of the basement and I had a 45 and I pulled it out and I pow! Shot him right in the side of the face. That old thing stiffened up, reared back like this and you ain't ever heard nothing scream like that in all your life. Wouldn't die. Went over and went pow! So what are you saying? I'm saying Jesus, the husbandman, going to have to deal with your hog. Can't kill him yourself. Can't kill him yourself. I preach way too long. Amen. I'll be here all night. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a boar in the vineyard. 